Welcome to Sleepy Pillow Stories. My name is Griffin. I'm so excited to have you join me today as we start our new adventure. Tonight, we finish our second chapter book. We continued with our Magic Treehouse series. If you haven't listened to the last episode, I highly encourage you listen to that one first, and then listen to this one. If you listened to the last episode, but fell asleep in the middle of it, well, here is a quick recap of our story. Jack and Annie couldn't sleep from their crazy whirlwind adventure in dinosaur time. So, they decided to go back to the treehouse and discover what secrets they could find. Annie found the book about castles and knights. She wanted to meet a real life knight. So she wished and wished. The treehouse sent them to a medieval time. They looked out the window and saw a real knight. Annie followed the knight to a castle in the distance. Jack, very nervous, followed after her. When they got to the castle, they watched the knight cross the drawbridge and go through the gate. Annie followed after the knight. Jack followed after Annie. The knight had disappeared, but they heard music and laughter coming from inside. They wanted to know what was happening. They snuck in to the castle and saw music and laughter and food all of a sudden, someone saw Jack and Annie. Jack and Annie ran into a room. The room was filled with night uniforms. All of a sudden, they heard footsteps coming towards them. Jack fell backwards, and a knight's helmet fell on his head. All of a sudden, the helmet was yanked off his head, and the first thing he saw was a torch right in his face. Now, please enjoy the rest of the book, Magic Treehouse, The Night at Dawn, by Mary Pope Osborne. Chapter 6 Ta-da! In the torchlight, Jack saw three huge men standing over him. One with very squinty eyes held the torch. One with a very red face held Jack 
and one with a very long mustache held on to Annie. Annie was kicking and yelling. Stop, said one with the very long mustache. Who art thou? said the one with the very red face. Spies, foreigners, Egyptians, Romans, Persians, said the squinty-eyed one. No, you dummies, said Annie. Oh, brother, muttered Jack. Arrest them, said Redface. The dungeon, said Squinty Eyes. The guards marched Jack and Annie out of the armory. Jack looked back frantically. Where was his backpack? Go, said a guard, giving him a push. Jack went. Down they marched, down the long, dark hallway. Squinty, Annie, Mustache, Jack, and Red. Down a narrow, winding staircase. Jack heard Annie shouting at the guards. Dummies, meanies, we didn't do anything. The guards laughed. They didn't take her seriously at all. At the bottom of the stairs was a big iron door with a bar across it. Squinty pushed the bar off the door. Then he shoved at the door. It creaked open. Jack and Annie were pushed into a cold, clammy room. The fiery torch lit the dungeon. There were chains hanging from the filthy walls. Water dripping from the ceiling making puddles on the stone floor. It was the creepiest place Jack had ever seen. We'll keep them here till the feast is done, then turn them over to the Duke, said Squinty. He knows how to take care of thieves. There will be a hanging tomorrow, said Mustache. If the rats don't get them first, said Red. They all laughed. Jack saw that Annie had his backpack. She was quietly unzipping it. Come on, let's chain the two of them, said Squinty. The guard started toward them. Annie whipped her flashlight out of her pack. Ta-da, she yelled. The guards froze. They stared at the shiny flashlight in her hand. Annie switched the light on. The guards gasped and feared. They jumped back against the wall. Squinty dropped the torch. It fell into a dirty puddle on the floor, sputtered, and went out. My magic wand, Annie said, waving the flashlight. Get down, or I'll wipe you out. Jack's mouth dropped open. Annie fiercely pointed her light at one, then the other. Each howled and covered his face. Down! All of you, get down! shouted Annie. One by one, the guards lay down on the wet floor. Jack couldn't believe it. Come on! Annie said to him. Let's go! Jack looked at the open doorway. He looked at the guards quaking on the ground. Hurry! said Annie. In one quick leap, Jack followed her out of the terrible dungeon. Chapter 7 
A Secret Passage Annie and Jack raced back up the winding stairs and down the long hallway. They hadn't gotten far when they heard shouting behind them. Dogs barked in the distance. They're coming, Annie cried. In here, said Jack. He shoved open a door off of the hallway and pulled Annie into a dark room. Jack pushed the door shut. Then Annie shined her flashlight around the room. There were rows of sacks and wooden barrels. I'd better look in the book, said Jack. Give it to me. Annie gave him the flashlight and his backpack. He pulled out the book and started tearing through it. Shh, said Annie. Someone's coming. Jack and Annie jumped behind the door as it creaked open. Jack held his breath. A light from a torch danced wildly over the sacks and barrels. The light disappeared. The door slammed shut. Oh, man, whispered Jack. We have to hurry. They might come back. His hands were trembling as he flipped through the pages of the castle book. Here's a map of the castle, he said. Look, this must be the room we're in. It's a storm room. Jack studied the room in the book. These are sacks of flour and barrels of wine. Who cares? We have to go, said Annie, before they come back. No, look, said Jack. He pointed at the map. There's a trap door. He read aloud. This door leads from the storm room through a secret passage to a precipice over the moat. What's a precipice? said Annie. I don't know. We'll find out, said Jack. But first, we have to find the door. Jack looked at the picture carefully. Then he shined the flashlight around the room. The floor of the room was made up of stones. The trap door in the picture was five stones away from the door to the hall. Jack shined the light on the floor and counted the stones. One, two, three, four, five. He stamped on the fifth stone. It was loose. He put the flashlight on the floor. He worked his fingers under the thin sheet of stone and tried to lift it. Help, Jack said. Annie came over and helped him lift the stone square out of its place. Underneath was a small wooden door. Jack and Annie tugged on the rope handle of the door. The door fell open with a thunk. Jack picked up the flashlight and shined it on the hole. There's a little ladder, he said. Let's go. He clipped on the flashlight and felt his way down the small ladder. Annie followed. When they both reached the bottom of the ladder, Jack shined the light around them. There was a tunnel. Jack crouched down and began moving through the damp, creepy tunnel. The flashlight barely lit the stone walls. He shook the light. Were the batteries running low? I think our light's dying, he said to Annie. Hurry! she called from behind. 
Jack went faster. His back hurt from crouching. The light got dimmer and dimmer. He was desperate to get out of the castle before the batteries died completely. Soon, he reached another small wooden door, the door at the end of the tunnel. Jack unlatched the door and pushed it open. He poked his head outside. He couldn't see anything in the misty darkness. The air felt good, cool, and fresh. He took a deep breath. Where are we? whispered Annie behind him. What do you see? Nothing. But I think we've come to the outside of the castle, said Jack. I'll find out. Jack put the flashlight in his pack. He put the pack on his back. He stuck his hand out of the door. He couldn't feel the ground. Just air. I'm going to have to go feet first, he said. Jack turned around in the small tunnel. He lay down on his stomach. He stuck one leg out of the door, then the other. Jack inched down bit by bit until he was hanging out of the door, clinging to the ledge. This must be the precipice, he called to Annie. Pull me up. Annie reached for Jack's hands. I can't hold you, she said. Jack felt his fingers slipping. Then, down he fell. Down through the darkness. Splash! Chapter 8 The Night Water filled Jack's nose and covered his head. His glasses fell off. He grabbed them just in time. He coughed and flailed his arms. Jack! Annie was calling from above. I'm in the moat, said Jack, gasping for air. He tried to tread the water and put his glasses back on. With his backpack, his shoes, and his heavy clothes, he could barely stay afloat. Splash! Hi, I'm here, Annie sputtered. Jack could hear her nearby, but he couldn't see her. Which way's land? Annie asked. I don't know. Just swim. Jack dog paddled through the cold, black water. He heard Annie swimming too. At first, it seemed as if she was swimming in front of him. But then, he heard a splash behind them. Annie, he called. What? Her voice came from in front, not behind. Another splash. Behind. Jack's heart almost stopped. Crocodiles? He couldn't see anything through his water-streaked glasses. Annie, he whispered. What? Swim faster. But I'm here. I'm over here near the edge, she whispered. Jack swam through the dark toward her voice. He imagined a crocodile slithering after him. Another splash. Not far away. Jack's hand touched a wet, 
living thing. Ah! he cried. It's me. Take my hand, said Annie. Jack grabbed her hand. She pulled him to the edge of the moat. They crawled over an embankment onto the wet grass. Safe. Another splash came from the moat waters. Oh, man, Jack said. He was shivering all over. His teeth were chattering. He shook the water off his glasses and put them back on. It was so misty, he couldn't see the castle. He couldn't even see the moat, much less a crocodile. We, we made it, said Annie. Her teeth were chattering too. I know, said Jack. Where, where are we? He peered at the foggy darkness. Where was the drawbridge? The windmill? The hawk house? The grove trees? The tree house? Everything had been swallowed up by the thick, soupy darkness. Jack reached into his wet backpack and pulled out the flashlight. He pushed the switch. No more light. They were trapped. Not in a dungeon, but in the still, cold darkness. Nay! A horse's whinny. Just then the clouds parted. A full moon was shining in the sky. A pool of light spread through the mist. Then, Jack and Annie saw him just a few feet away. The knight. He sat on the black horse. His armor shone in the moonlight. A visor hid his face. But he seemed to be staring straight at Jack and Annie. Chapter 9 Under the Moon Jack froze. It's him, Annie whispered. The knight held out his gloved hand. Come on, Jack, Annie said. Where are you going? said Jack. He wants to help us, said Annie. How do you know? I can just tell, said Annie. Annie stepped toward the horse. The knight dismounted. The knight picked Annie up and put her on the back of his horse. Come on, Jack, she called. Jack moved slowly toward the knight. It was like a dream. The knight picked him up, too. He placed Jack on the horse behind Annie. The knight got on behind them. He slapped the reins. The black horse cantered beside the moonlit water of the moat. Jack rocked back and forth in the saddle. The wind blew his hair. He felt very brave and very powerful. He felt as if he could ride forever on this horse with this mysterious knight over the ocean, over the world, over the moon. A hawk shrieked in the distance. There's the treehouse, said Annie. She pointed toward a grove of trees. The knight steered the horse toward the trees. 
See, there it is, Annie said, pointing to the ladder. The knight brought his horse to a stop. He dismounted and helped Annie down. Thank you, sir, she said, and she bowed. Then Jack. Thank you, he said, and he also bowed. The knight got back on his horse. He raised his gloved hand. Then he slapped the reins down and rode off through the mist. Annie started up the tall ladder, and Jack followed. They climbed into the dark treehouse and looked out of the window. The knight was riding toward the outer wall. They saw him go through the outer gate. Clouds started to cover the moon again. For a brief moment, Jack thought he saw the knight's armor gleaming on the top of a hill beyond the castle. The clouds covered the moon completely, and a black mist swallowed the land. He's gone, whispered Annie. Jack shivered in his wet clothes as he kept staring at the blackness. I'm cold, said Annie. Where's the Pennsylvania book? Jack heard Annie fumble in the darkness. He kept looking out the window. I think this is it, said Annie. I feel the silk bookmark. Jack was only half listening. He was hoping to see the knight's armor gleaming again in the distance. Okay, I'm going to use this, said Annie, because I think it's the right one. Here goes. Okay, I'm pointing. I'm going to wish. I wish we could go to Frog Creek. Jack heard the wind begin to blow, softly at first. I hope I pointed at the right picture in the right book, said Annie. What? Jack looked back at her. Right picture, right book. The treehouse began to rock. The wind got louder and louder. I hope it wasn't the dinosaur book, said Annie. Stop! Jack shouted at the treehouse. Too late. The treehouse started to spin. It was spinning and spinning. The wind was screaming. Then suddenly, there was a silence. Absolute silence. Chapter 10 One Mystery Solved The air was warm. It was dawn. Far away, a dog barked. I think that's Henry barking. Annie said, We did come home. They both looked out of the treehouse window. That was close, said Jack. In the distance, street lights lit their street. There was a light on in their upstairs window. Uh-oh, said Annie. I think Mom and Dad are up. Hurry. Wait. In a daze, Jack unzipped his backpack. He pulled out the castle book. It was quite wet, but Jack placed it back with all the other books. Come on, hurry, 
said Annie, scooting out of the treehouse. Jack followed her down the ladder. They reached the ground and took off between the gray, black trees. They left the woods and ran down their deserted street. They got back to their yard and crept across the lawn, right up to the back door. Jack and Annie slipped into the house. They're not downstairs yet, whispered Annie. Shh, said Jack. He led the way up the stairs and down the hall. No sign of his mom or dad, but he could hear water running in the bathroom. Their house was so different from the dark, cold castle, so safe and cozy and friendly. Annie stopped at her bedroom door. She gave Jack a smile, then disappeared into her room. Jack hurried into his room. He took off his damp clothes and pulled on his dry, soft pajamas. He sat down on his bed and unzipped his backpack. He took out his wet notebook. He felt around for the pencil, but noticed his hand touched something else. Jack pulled the blue leather bookmark out of his pack. It must have fallen out of the castle book. Jack held the bookmark close to his lamp and studied it. The leather was smooth and worn. It seemed ancient. For the first time, Jack noticed a letter on the bookmark. A fancy M. Jack opened the drawer next to his bed. He took out the gold medallion. He looked at the letter on it. It was the same M. Now this was an amazing fact. Jack took a deep breath. One mystery solved. The person who had dropped the gold medallion in the time of the dinosaurs was the same person who owned all of the books in the treehouse. Who was this person? Jack placed the bookmark next to the medallion. He closed the drawer. He picked up his pencil. He turned to the least wet page of his notebook, and he started to write down this fact. The same. But before he could draw the M, his eyes closed. He dreamed they were with the knight again, all three of them riding the black horse through the cold, dark night, beyond the outer wall of the castle and up over a moonlit hill into the mist. Thank you for listening to Sleepy Pillow Stories. I had a great time reading with you. Please join me again every week as we explore more stories and travel into different worlds. Sleep tight and dream big. Thank mm-hmm. you.